0: Broadcasting live out of a basement in Appleton, Wisconsin. You're tuned into Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio for the show that gives you an opportunity to call in and be a part of the show. Our call in line is 920 795 Core. Our next guest has appeared on this show before. She's a Nashville-based drummer, pianist, and recently has composed music for a horror film, which we're going to talk about. She played the Grand Ole Opry. We'll talk about that as well. I'd like to welcome Jenna Kapitsky back to Fox City's Core. Jenna, how are you doing today? I'm
1: doing great. As I look around, I see the Scary Canaries CD. Shout out to those guys. You, They're just awesome.
0: So you probably know a lot of the the bands in the area. You've been in Nashville for a year now. But is it, is just is about. It, is it kind of nice to come, come back here? and Are you it kind is, of it lining is good up a lot of
1: familiar faces. Uh when I moved in January, I could count on one hand how many people I knew total in the whole, you know, state and city. So um, you know, it's it's great to come back and see um some of my favorite bands that, you know, I kind of grew up listening to and also played shows with. So You're you... all around here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you you appeared on the news yesterday. That I, yesterday. I did, yes. And and you've been on live live at 5 before? Yes. Did it, did it, how was it coming back? Was it a little easier?
1: It all panned out, so I booked my trip around. I um, was playing a women's ministry event at Appleton Alliance Church last evening, and I wanted to surprise my parents for Thanksgiving. So they didn't originally know I was coming, so I kind of came in late on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Surprise! I- I'm here. <laughs> but I did book my trip home around, um, you know, certain shows, and um, yeah. I emailed Local 5, uh, Mulane got back, she's like, yes, we must have you back. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I emailed Hyde Music to, to do my um, my show um, later this afternoon. Um, I guess for anyone watching, it's uh, 2 to 3.30 p.m. at the Appleton location, Hyde Music. Uh, that's just going to be me doing my original piano compositions, um some holiday tunes as well, but that's kind of my last hurrah before going back to Nashville, and um, but yeah, it, it all sort of worked. I just kind of emailed everyone in the valley, uh, I guess, including yourself, and it all panned out. So super grateful for that.
0: Being a a pianist, is this kind of a busy time of year? Where everybody all of a sudden wants to hire like a Christmas pianist?
1: Um, not so much that I've um recognized i know in nashville it gets super super slow because um, broadway is one of the main um places of revenue for musicians um, i personally don't have experience playing uh, down there i kind of avoid it but i know it gets super slow if i were living here though i know um downtown appleton would usually call me for quite a few events so this year's a little bit different but i'm um, still happy to be drumming away with various artists down south
0: I know we kind of went over this when you were on the show last time, but maybe if people haven't seen your last appearance on the show, can you tell me a little bit about like how you got into music, what inspired you to to start playing, and and you, you you're very dedicated to to what you. And we'll get into all this, yes. but but you you saw a goal and you've been pursuing it pretty pretty hard. Yes. So how how did it all start?
1: Okay. Um. Some of my first memories of music go back to um second third grade. You know you're playing those recorders. Uh, I went to public school, so um, I always loved when the teachers would bring the djembes out and they're like, "Mama, <laughs> Papa," and you do all these different things, and you know it was all fun back then. But I just would look forward to whatever once a month that those choir teachers would would bring those out. Um, I started piano at second grade. My parents threw me in there, and I absolutely hated it. I despised it. Um, Reading music at that age was just so complicated because you have the ba- you know the bass clef, the, the treble clef, and you got to use the pedal. And now here I am teaching, I guess, students of my own, so it's come full circle. But I uh, eventually joined some rock bands around sixth grade. Uh, played around the valley here, and um, it wasn't until the, the drummer broke his arm and I got uh, a shoe in to play a drum set. And that's kind of where my heart took over and I thought this is definitely more my style. So I always kept up composing on the piano, but playing uh, drums live kind of led to my interest in pursuing um, performance um, in percussion at the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh, where I graduated uh, just this past May officially after my internship. So there I did... um, You know, steel drums, I led that. I was also in um, orchestra, lead timpanist there. And, you know, it was great to kind of get in the world of percussion and and just dive deep into so many different cultures and instruments there. So, But drum set has always just remained my favorite and probably will be for the next while.
0: And it's one of those things, I think, where the first time I saw you play, you play with intensity as well. So I I don't know, when when you were kind of learning the drums, was there a a specific artist or a a band that sort of inspired you to to play the way you do? Well, anyone who
1: knows (laughs) me knows uh, I love the Foo Fighters. Um, Taylor Hawkins, for sure. Uh, Most recently, I've really gotten into um, jazz with Grayson Necrutman, and um, he's using my favorite uh, drumstick set at Vader. And I got to meet him, actually, at Summerfest a couple years back. I was playing with um, Johnny T-Bird and the MPs, a band I was a long member of. And he was just walking by, and I knew he was playing with Billy Howardell. It's kind of another main reason why I wanted to to go there. And uh, he's just super nice, Great, greatest, I guess, one of the most humble musicians that I've I've come across. But I listened to him. There's... um. Benny Grubb, if you've heard of him. I have not. Yeah. He's he's German. He's he's got um these beautiful sonar drums that I've had my eyes on for a while. <laughs> but you know, I, I never had, I guess, uh one particular uh person. Um George Winston, however, on the piano was someone who was always very, you know, constant throughout my life. So I think playing piano, um learning guitar, self, you know, taught on there, um singing All that kind of incorporates into the drumming and the, you know, the patterns that I create in my head. I kind of draw from all the instruments and influences I've had. So I think that the theory throughout, you know, college too, you know, oral skills. Everyone always hated going in there and doing those singing tests. But I, you know, this relative pitch that I've acquired has definitely helped, you know, musically everywhere. And especially with the composing recently too.
0: What, what does, uh, if, <laughs> if people are going to get their kids into play music, what's more expensive to play, drums or keyboard?
1: Um, definitely the drums. Um, I feel like a keyboard, you know, a pedal will go out maybe every four years or something. But the drumming you have, the, the hardware, um, the seat, the pedal, the, the cymbals, the drum heads that need replacing. The, the, the bottom drum head. As a matter of fact, um, I just recently got rototoms, which are like the little, little mini drums that you can put on your like your left side. Taylor Hawkins had them. But yeah, if you like drums, it's easier to expand than just a, a keyboard.
0: Are you a, a fan of Justin? Is his name Justin Freeze? The the new. Food Josh Freese. Josh Fries. Are you are you a fan of his?
1: He. And I are both endorsed under the same company, uh, Peisty Symbols.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that too. How did that? How did that happen?
1: That happened. Um, that was in um, April of this year. I had finally met Kelly Peisty along with her daughters and um, Javier, and you know more people from their team. I was in California. I went to Nam. So I've heard of Nam for many years, and always wanted to make my way out. And uh, I finally did this year. I, I dragged my dad with me. Uh, thanks Dad for paying for half of that trip. <laughs> and it was it was really great. I got to see um the band Lawrence. If you've heard of them, they're like a soul R and B powerhouse. Um they're just playing in like the parking lot as part of the event. So it was a really great week and I wanted to, I guess, meet them because we had been talking for maybe half a year prior to that. I know Kelly um, went to college with some people, uh, my mentors here in Wisconsin, and she, um, I guess, had her eye on me for a little bit before then. We were friends on Facebook, and uh, I connected with some of their team, I guess, on social media and all that, and I just you know, wanted to introduce myself. So as I'm walking away from their booth at NAM. She says, no more horsing around. (laughs) Let's get you signed on with us. So it was totally unexpected. I, you know, always kind of maybe had a hope that I would get to try more of their products exclusively, but never had the, you know, the intention of that happening that day so that was in april i signed the contract in may and now we've just been rocking ever since and piste was actually the first symbols that I ever had when my parents surprised me with my little pearl kit when i was maybe 14 so definitely came full circle in that
0: it must have when they asked you know they said not enough messing around or whatever that must have felt like the ground was dropping out like what a little bit yeah
1: <laughs> like, it was great, I'll never forget it. They um so her her two daughters, um, they were running the um I guess the booth uh, cause Kelly, you know, she was super busy, had meetings with people, and they had like this McDonald's bag. No, you want a couple of McChickens? <laughs> I was like, sure, man. <laughs> so we walk out of there and I call my mom, um, FaceTimed her and uh, just had the McChickens there after everything that had just went down. So let's talk it was about great.
0: Let's talk about your parents because they, they are big supporters of you, and still along the journey, I mean, I'm sure there's ups and downs pursuing a, a career in the music business.
1: Well, yeah, for sure.
0: And they've been there every step of the way, and been supportive, and mm-hmm. haven't tried to talk you out of pursuing that, that path?
1: Um, not so much. I, uh, I've had a couple <laughs> different careers that I've wanted to do throughout my life. Um, something that still hasn't died away completely, but I know it just will never work, is to be a, a car salesperson but i know that's an interesting at a facility full-time while also trying to gig and travel and it it just you know i don't think it would work really so well but um i actually just bought a car also um my trip back here within the past week so um I, i i just think it's so cool you know i i enjoy talking with people um i worked as a um you know at a you know register uh cashier for maybe f- uh, five years before the move when i was in high school and college and i just i enjoyed talking to people i think it's, it's still you know i'm sure it's not as easy as it, it looks but you know just kind of doing the same process over with people again and again i wouldn't mind that at all well, so yeah. i wanted to do that for a while uh, i also wanted to be like the um you know when you go to the dentist and the person who just kind of like examines uh, the the hygienist i guess I remember, though, that the tech had, like, a six-year wait
0: wow. to get Six.
1: into their, <laughs> like, program and, and all that kind of thing. So that was out as well. But, um, yeah, I guess my parents probably expected that I would come back to the drums at one point or another. But, yeah, they've always been super supportive and, and helpful uh, in making sacrifices in their own schedules to come to my my gigs or um, help me um, invest in in equipment uh, when I was much younger earlier on. And even um, helping with like teardown. Sometimes gigs will end around one or two in the morning and you know, my mom's always there and helping break down the hardware. And I actually, um, I was back here in August visiting Wisconsin and I had a gig and the the band leader was kind of like, how old are you now? I said, oh, I just turned 22. He said, why are your parents still here i said well they they want to come he's like well they don't need to anymore you're old enough to get in. i said no like they they want to be here they're always here and he just said that's so profound you just you know don't see that as often and i can't really count to 10 how many times they've ever missed a gig it's few and far between
0: that's great and you did start i mean really young you started playing at appleton rock school mm-hmm. how old were you i mean you were doing shows did you played up in Green Bay at Lambeau Field, and right or uh, I did. Yep. What you did some pretty cool things when you were doing that. Can yeah. you kind of tell us about how that felt to kind of play some of those gigs and
1: it was It was great. Um, we, you know, we were formed in these little um, rock bands, and we were just so excited to see whatever the schedule would look like for the month, and we would just kind of travel um, locally, um, but probably from the parameters of Green Bay to. Um, maybe kakana or oshkosh or something like that yeah i i do remember that gig that that was crazy
0: so were you right on the field for that
1: we were in like the parking lot so everyone was like tailgating but it was just thousands of people and um i'm not too familiar there's like a another kind of restaurant or building in that parking lot people were, um like a bar or something so we we're right outside there under a tent
0: it's probably just a ton of people crawling around there during a before a game
1: yeah yeah that was that was fun
0: (laughs) well so that that probably gave you some good experience as well
1: I think it all kind of bleeds together um just being on stage even though I was drumming and not so much in the front speaking or singing um I just got comfortable and, and confident with you know myself and my abilities and you know this is um this is a job um, this is the job that I want to pursue in life. I need to be prepared. I need to know the material. I need to know the tempos. I need to essentially be a leader as the, you know, the, you know, rhythm keeper uh, back here. Although I do feel everyone should have a sense of rhythm if they're relying on the drummer solely.
0: Well, some people don't listen <laughs> to the drums at all. I... Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know that.
1: <laughs> but I think, um, just over time, kind of looking back, it all kind of makes sense, um, the opportunities I've had, and you know, perhaps the growth in opportunities because of um, you know me sticking with it and wanting to um, you know be a perfectionist in, in some ways, especially with composing. You know, my own music, I want it to sound a certain way, um, and I'll work on it as as long as I need to.
0: You before you moved to Nashville, you put out some releases here in the Fox Cities. He did. Uh, you did Losing Light and Pride and yes. Joy. And you put out some cool videos. Uh, I don't know. You, they were filmed really nicely. We talked about it last time. But, I suppose, yep. But you can talk about it again if you want. But I mean, when, you, when you're moving down to Nashville, well, let's not jump too far ahead. So let's talk about the, the releases first. You, you put out these original compositions, which they're beautiful if people want to check them out. And we play them a lot on Code yes, Zero Radio. do that. But as far as putting out more piano music are you working on anything
1: yeah so i have five unreleased um compositions that um i told myself 2023 will be the year and then everything happened so right now uh, the goal is uh, next year to get around to recording those and and releasing those so one of them um i've been playing out live uh, it's called ambience but yeah four other ones that are um pretty, pretty new. I may showcase some of those later this afternoon at at Hyde Music. Why not? But um, I really want to add um, more instruments, um, perhaps some light percussion. Um, I know some great string players uh, in Nashville that I've met uh, who do a lot of session work. And I just think having a more full sound is what I'm after this third time around.
0: Have you ever considered adding like one of your vocals to a, a track? I don't know. I've never heard Mm -hmm. he sing. Is that something you've done before?
1: Uh, I have. In Nashville, everyone kind of sings harmonies and backup. Uh, You have to, really. Um, In fact, when I moved there, it was um, my first, like, three days, I had an audition. And I don't know how many drummers they had walked through the door, but it was down to me and this other other guy. And they told me that I got the job because he couldn't sing the harmonies. Or when he would sing... He would match the 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 line of someone else. It wasn't like the harmony part. So I'm like, that's crazy. It wasn't even the drumming anymore. It was what can you do on top of that? So I can but, you know, when I'm like the soul singer, I would just prefer to have someone else especially being around so many professional singers. Um just let one of them do it. They're they're better anyway. <laughs> I'll stick to the you know, piano, but that's something I've gotten into as well. And Nashville is co-writing. I've never done a co-write before. You know, I I make melodies. I'm a melody maker. But uh, I, I've written two songs now with people, and um, it's really interesting. I, I haven't done it so much, and I'm like, that's what all these people here do. You know. But um, it's worked, and I'm excited to perhaps release those co-writes later in 2024 as well. Maybe pitch them for um, sync opportunities and, and get them to, you know, more listeners.
0: So you moved down to Nashville almost a year ago and it was, you were doing uh, some work down there for a company that worked with syncing, right? Is that, is yeah. that accurate?
1: Yeah. So they were actually located in New York city and Los Angeles. So I interned remotely but when I was in Naam, I was talking about earlier in April. I did visit the office and I got to work there and, and meet everyone who I had been seeing online for a bit. So um, yeah, Nashville's much more um, cheap to live in than uh, the other two places.
0: Which it's still pretty expensive, isn't it? Compared <laughs> compared to Wisconsin, maybe. Yeah. But so when, and if you don't mind, like the the sinking when you're doing that, you were kind of pitching songs. Was it songs that were kind of licensed to that company to kind of pitch to movies or how?
1: Sure, how did um, that work? So Primary Wave Music Publishing, they have a, a ton of artists. Uh, they have a ton of catalogs. So I'm trying to think. Some of the ones I worked on in the very beginning was Sister Rosetta Tharp, uh, African American, um, you know, uh, gospel artists from you know the 50s. Uh, I would um, work in her catalog and um, Disco is a platform that I uh, worked in most of the time. It's for music supervisors, you create playlists on there, you add all the the metadata, you get it all ready to go for, um, you know, sending to music supervisors or editors and and people like that. So I did a lot of that at Primary Wave. Um, I'm trying to think, Whitney Houston, they they own um, the estate uh, for her, they even did some really cool events at the, what was it, the something hotel, the, the Hollywood, or something like that. Um, I really wanted to, to go to that um, back when I was interning with them. But um, Bob Marley, they also have his catalog. Gin Blossoms, Paul Anka, Disturbed. Um, and then right as I was leaving the company, um, Skillet came in with the legendary Jen Ledger. I guess... To answer your further, you know, your, your question, um, she was someone who I always admired too. I actually even emailed her because I, um, there was this picture of me playing at the um, Cup of Joy years back and the lights coming down made my hair look all purple. So I said, hey, I'm a fellow Jen who, who drums and hopefully she saw that.
0: Did the, kind of working on the inside give you a different perspective on The business in general or did it kind of give you oh yeah for
1: sure yeah we would have um company-wide meetings weekly where the finance marketing royalties and streaming departments would all share everything that they're you know doing for the week um things that they've achieved um and also just analytics from from everything so it was great I, i got to overhear um kind of all the moving parts as a full service um Know, company
0: do you like what you learned about the music industry or is it a little scary
1: um a little bit of both um, it's it's really too bad that there's not really too much money to be made through through streaming I know everyone's sharing their their artists wrapped these days but um, yeah you really need to be in the millions to make any sort of decent revenue for streams I feel
0: it is kind of a little sad to to know that we've gone that way, but that kind of puts a I think a shift more to touring, which of mm. course you joined a couple bands when you moved down to Nashville. I, Do you want I, to talk uh, about that?
1: Yeah. So Waylon Niepali.
0: Glad you said it, not me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done a couple of these sorts of um, maybe interviews and it wasn't always said right, but. <laughs> Waylon, I. So, um, ma'am, this goes way back. So, February, I was living there about a month, and I saw that he had made a post that he needed a drummer for, like, a music video. And that's a big thing in Nashville. A lot of people shoot videos, a lot of people need extras, a lot of people need graphic designers. Like, there's just tons of jobs everywhere for creatives. So, um, I commented on that post. And I said, hey, like, I don't know if you found someone, but uh, I'd like to you know drum in this video. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I looked close in the posts from 2020. So I was like, there's no way there's any chance here. So I kind of just um, would continue to scroll and see what kind of other opportunities. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of group chats, uh, especially on Facebook for um, you know Nashville musicians, gig finding type things. He had gotten back to me he said yeah like perhaps you know that opportunity has been closed up for a bit i found someone but um uh, i'm gonna go on tour to hawaii this summer and i'm looking for a drummer for that and i was like waiting for like the punchline because i don't know to be offered something like that is and just you only had commented no,
0: or sent him the thing that said you're I, I couldn't
1: believe it and I was, you know, I didn't exactly believe him at first. I thought, what? And I knew his last name was Hawaiian, but I was like, okay, I'll, well, tell me more about it. And he said, well, we'll have to audition you first. I said, you know, no problem. So I sent him like a ton of videos um, of me playing different styles and all that kind of thing. And he said, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to play in Walla Walla, Washington and I'm going to go to Las Vegas, and then we're going to fly over to the, the islands for maybe five weeks, and we're going to come back, and I just, I I need a, a powerhouse drummer who, he said, I'm very picky with my, you know, rhythm section as well. He said, I want them to, you know, be able to hit super hard, and, um, he said, even, you know, break the heads if you need. He said, I just want someone who will take care of that department for me. So, we have been talking for quite a few months there, and, um, You know, I helped him find the rest of the band. He had moved from Hawaii about two years ago. So he primarily records uh, in Nashville at the studios um, and also uses it as a place to find uh, country musicians to take with him where he tours. I just couldn't believe it. So that's kind of how I met him and we started talking.
0: Well, I'm guessing you did some homework on him right after that instead of Listening oh, to his oh, music sure. and trying yeah. to learn all the songs. And yeah, we had
1: been talking for quite a few months and, um, you know, met up a few times and all that thing. So you definitely the, felt like the right...
0: You were on the news place. with him in Nashville, weren't you?
1: I <laughs> was. That was so nice of him. He was like, Jenna, I'm going to be on the news. Like, I want to tell everyone that you're like my band leader and, and drummer. That was really just... cool to see that. It was, yeah. What a guy.
0: And obviously you handled it like a pro. You looked very calm and collected.
1: Yeah, I suppose, you know. <laughs>
0: So were you nervous?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> well, I knew that it was all going to be about him, and I would have, like, maybe 20 seconds to answer whatever question it was. I think it was, like, how did you connect with him? So pretty much what I just said here, just maybe a shorter version, but...
0: Uh, Chris McRae said, way to go, Jenna.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: So you also drummed in a another project as well. Like, I don't know if you're still drumming in that project. It was... Uh, Gosh, let me find out. Madison Wolf, is that right?
1: Yeah, so that was that was the band I was talking about with the, the auditioning with the drummer and the, the oh, harmonies yeah. and all that. Um so the thing about Nashville is a lot of artists will play in rounds. So that's where everyone's kinda on, you know, the high chair and you kinda just have an acoustic guitar or piano and you just kinda go in a line maybe three or four times in the hour, and then you play for like tips. Um a lot of lead singers in bands will, will do that. Um, and she kind of um, strayed more toward that path than full band. So I've done a couple shows with her. It, I guess it was maybe a little disappointing. It's not exactly what I, I thought um, it was going to be. Because I know I'd posted about that, I was uh, super excited. Uh, and her music's great too. Um, I'm still you know in contact with her and stuff um she's got a dad, oh what band what's the band name in Milwaukee here oh, there's a really unique name, but I know um he was trying to get her um into summerfest and i I believe she actually did go and do that solo um but I know she's happy for me and the things that I've accomplished, and um you know likewise, if she ever decides to get you know into more full band shows. But that's kind of what happens with a lot of singers, I've noticed, because rounds happen like day till night at like almost all the venues. So it's a great place to get, or a great way to get booked more often. But I have drummed with um, probably maybe 20, 25 artists this year. Just they call me up and say, hey, I heard about you. Come play with me at, you know, at this date. But then they call you back because if you do good, you know so i have a, a, like a list on my phone of just all the people i've i've played with um Kirsty Kraus is another one she um is from Madison Wisconsin i believe and she's um she's doing so much so it's great to kind of see um you know Wisconsinites down in Nashville doing you know doing the thing
0: when you're looking for projects to play in are you open to like trying new styles and what, what was oh, the sure. furthest out of your comfort zone that you've gotten playing um, with another artist
1: hmm i wouldn't say it's out of the comfort zone but something i'm definitely working on right now is um you know with with waylon um he's got some songs that have more um reggae and um i guess that's something um you know hawaiian style that i have never really done before that um those rototoms are gonna they're gonna fit in nicely when i bring those with us to the the tour coming up but i guess um it's a, it's a lot of country a lot of rock too which i'm i'm happy about
0: <laughs> where are some of the places that you're gonna go on the tour do you know
1: i i do so um we're leaving the week of or the the third week um like the the 20th and we're going to be going to the Grand Nani Loa, which is where we played on the last tour, um, 29th and 30th, um, in the Crown Room. It's a really nice resort on Big Island in Hilo. And then, I should know this, he just posted, um, well, people what can... happened was um, you know, Maui, the whole catastrophe of everything that happened there, that's going to be um, really hard to to fly back there and you know, perhaps see, you know, the people living there and how it's affected them and, you know, all the rebuilding that has to be done. I'm super, you know, grateful that we weren't, I guess, maybe trapped in that situation because we had been in Lahaina for, um, you know, two weeks um, and then we, you know, flew back to the mainland and then the fire happened. So we were, like, literally right there And that totally could have been us trapped in that situation, not being able to, you know, leave on a plane. So we are playing January 5th uh, at a newer venue in Maui. And then we're also playing at um, Mauna Lani. That is going to be a big island as well. And he's trying to book some more things um, in Vegas too, perhaps on the way back.
0: When I hear you talking about like touring and flying, I just picture you staying in these really nice hotels and all this nice catered food and limos. But mm-hmm. what's the the reality? Is that close to close to home?
1: Um, for for Whalen, yes, <laughs> yes, I would say he um he took so it upon himself to, um, you know, self finance, um, throw himself out there. Um, it was his first tour when we had gone back in in June. But uh, a lot of it's just negotiations too. Um, you know, if a venue won't pay for your flight or your hotel is it is it worth taking so um he um makes sure that we're all uh, very much well taken care of um and i we know we thank him for that
0: i'm gonna cut in here i don't know if this is gonna work or not i'll try it it's probably not gonna work their song, Stones you to put My it on name is John folds. Jordan, on a... and multi-instrumentalist Jenna Kapitsky is coming back to Appleton from her current residency in Nashville and hosting a special holiday WAPL event and right music now. in downtown Appleton today, starting at 2 o'clock. The event is going to be located in the Piano Gallery. She's going to be doing some of her original piano compositions sprinkled in with some holiday covers. Here's one of those originals from Jenna called Appropriately Street. Streets of Appleton on WAPL Homebrewed Radio. Is it still a good feeling to hear yourself on the radio? It's got to be like still a nice, fresh kind of excitement to hear that.
1: I'm so glad you did that because um, I told my mom I was like, "Crap, I'm doing this, and now that's <laughs> happening." So like, can you like somehow record? Because I know how they like introduce beforehand.
0: Yeah, well, that's. But I'm
1: so glad he mentioned that event. I was like, I'm, I'm hoping, because, you know, still trying to um, promote that, even though it's uh, this afternoon. Yeah. But um, I do wish I could maybe re record some of those.
0: Uh oh, you're you feeling like you're hearing things in there that oh, you would have yeah. changed? Oh, all the time,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Cascade, though, I am pretty happy with that one. That is, I don't know how, because uh, I had originally recorded um, everything at the university. Um, Oshkosh at the time, and, um, yeah, I mean, time is money, honestly, and, you know, taking up people's time to redo sections and all that, but, I don't know, I just think my ear is, um, you know, changing and, um, open to new things and concepts all the time, which I'm grateful for, I would never want to just be stuck thinking, oh, this is great, or I'm so proud of that, Uh, I have new ideas and ways I would, um, you know, produce things. So I guess there's always something you can change, but overall, you know, pr- pretty happy with, um, the EP and everything just, um, you know, S- still good to hear Man, songs I should have elongated radio. that pedal <laughs> or done a trill in the right hand, you know, I, things like that.
0: I want to like thank, you know, John Jordan for doing the, the homebred show. That's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. And it's, I know it's on the same time as this show, but yeah, you know, it's, the, the whole community here in the Fox cities and compared to, to that compared to Nashville. I mean, they've mm. obviously the whole city is made up of musicians or, you know, That's a good right. portion. Is, do you feel that they've got enough stuff down there as well where it's a community or is it more cutthroat For with just For sure. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Overwhelming feeling of, of community. And, um, yeah, I know that, um, I'm playing with an artist on, uh, her name is Jay Rin. We're going to be at, a. Uh, TV station in Knoxville, uh, in January sometime, um, she also has some of her songs played on some radio station in in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is pretty close, uh, to Nashville compared to the whole state, um, also the TV station I was on with Waylon, so I guess there are opportunities to, you know, have all this too, there's this, also, there's this thing called the Nashville sign, that people always want to, you know, get their picture, or EP up on there, so there's there's opportunities I guess for all that, but um, yeah, it's great. Everyone is so welcoming and um, supportive, and I was I was quite scared honestly to just kind of uproot my life and and go down there and leave everything I had going for myself, all the bands and the income. I'm like, what am I doing? But you know, I think taking those risks um, is just you know, maybe what I needed to maybe find a new sense of, you know, this is real that I need to, you know, commit even harder to what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm, I've always been um, a perfectionist in some way. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't quit. That's, that's one thing for sure.
0: You have played drums with an all girl Beatles band, Penny Lane. Was that a one-off that was thing?
1: Awesome. Yes. So um, my roommate did and super have good learn? friend, hi, Sammy Joe, if you're watching this, if you're not, I might, I may make you later. Um, I just moved in with her. Um, she has this. She had a, this round. Um, Sam's Jams. Uh, it, it happens uh, every like Tuesday at the Virgin Hotels. This is in Nashville, and um, she booked her all female um, Beatles band, a uh, Penny Lane, and their um, her, her drummer was was sick, and the night before she's like, Hey Jenna, can you learn like two hours? of these songs and i actually had a show i bought a ticket to see a show that night i'm like i don't even have the night available but i'm like sure so we like listened to like all the like 28 songs and then the second time through i played them with her she plays bass and um i i don't know how we pulled that off that i mean the parts themselves aren't complicated but at the same time they are
0: well, I saw it broke. was such
1: it I guess it was a challenge in a way.
0: I saw you go but, live um, on Facebook and you're playing Lady Madonna and that does not look easy to me.
1: <laughs> well Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I was so um inspired to learn that one. But on drums specifically, they have um what was that song, uh, We Can Work It Out where they got the tambourine and then um birthday's another one like and it's like oh like Ringo, come on, man But you know, being left handed the fills they make so much sense because you hear them and some of them are kind of you know funky, but the way he played, it makes so much sense. And it was super fun and um, I know I'm on their like sub list now, so <laughs> whoo, That's what I mean. Like if you impress people, it's like easy money. You just don't know when they'll call you back.
0: And then you also you composed music for a horror film. That's right. That's that's right. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, called Pure Evil and Mm -hmm. written by Walter... Walter J. J. Buck, yep. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So um, we were being um, extras in a music video shoot um, for Creed Fisher. Uh, He's an artist. And we were kind of waiting around all day for our, like, six-second scene. So we just got to talking. I said, well, what do you do, man? And he said, well, I'm a professional actor. I was like, no way. And he's acted in Ghosted, Creed Three, Blue Beetle, and um, some others. And I thought, "Wow, like he, he's not kidding. So um, got to talking with him, and he said, "You know, I'm writing um, my first short film." And then he said, "I'm you know, need music for it." And I said, "Oh, well, I can help you find a composer." He said, "No, I want you to be the one to do it." And I, I told them I said, I, you know, this is what I've always wanted to do, um, you know, to compose for Disney or, or Sony or Pixar or any of those, you know, that, that's the goal. Besides drumming, that that's the honest goal. And I just told him that, you know, I have done short films before, but just piano. Like, he was asking for strings and, like, heavy, like dramatic sounds and, and all that kind of thing. And I said, I'm totally open. I'm not saying no, but I'm just like, are you sure? He's like, yes, I'm, I'm positive. So, um, he, he, um, uh, had a lot of trust in me and that was, um, really important. So, uh, I worked with, um, a guy named John Panero. He owns Perfect Image Recording Studio in Nashville. So, he kind of helped engineer and and mix uh, the piece as I was sitting there and playing it. It It's great because you can just throw the movie into Pro Tools and, uh, you know, as you're watching it, you can layer the parts in there. So we're in post-production for that now. They're just finishing, like, you know, ducking and doing all the, the things. But they're having an upcoming screening in Baxter, Tennessee, in the house that it was actually shot in. So that's, like, super cool.
0: So when you're doing that process, he said you you have the movie in Pro Tools and you're watching it. Did you watch a finished version without the music so, in it first?
1: Yeah, so, like, usually music is, you know, even at the movies, like, music's, like, the last in the credits. It's, like, the last thing you do. And it can um, really
0: change the feeling of the movie, the film. Well,
1: it was super weird watching it without any sound, like... It was, you know, challenging in a way, but um,
0: being a horror movie, did you kind of, did you think to yourself, well, this typically you've got to get like the really low, kind of creepy notes. I watched a
1: ton of, you know, horror horror movies, um, in the weeks leading up to it to get, um, maybe just some, um, not really to copy anything, but just inspiration. For, you know, creepy sounds and all that. I, I had a lot of ideas, though. But, um, fun fact, I didn't have a... I still don't. Uh, my parents are, you know, with the, the car I just got. Um, we're going to get my Clavinova, my Yamaha, uh, down there. Uh, it's super, super heavy, and it didn't fit in my vehicle. Now it fits in the new one. But I didn't have, like, a piano or anything. I haven't, like, all year. So, in preparing for this film, I actually wasn't, like, planning things out. The moment I got in the studio, the first hour, like, I was composing on the spot, huh. watching it. Like, there was, I mean, I had ideas for, like, themes and things like that. But the bulk of it was done right then and there. So, I'm doing, I'm just thinking, you know, the next time I get to do this... Actually, having preparation in parts and you know like that will be so much easier.
0: Are you happy with how it turned out?
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: That's going to be something that hopefully leads on to other projects in that nature. It-
1: yeah, some people uh, at Belmont um, University have reached out and they're like, "We've seen the social media posts. Like, I'm doing a short film. Like, I, I want you to compose for that in you know 2024." So I'm like, "Yes."
0: you did a a trip to Italy, the Italy festival trip. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Can you tell me about that?
1: That was, that was crazy. So the last time I was visiting Wisconsin in August, um, I'm maybe halfway through the trip and the phone rings, and it's uh, this girl, Lauren Freebird. It's
0: an interesting name. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. It's actually Kleberg. Sorry, I gave you away, Lauren. (laughs) But yeah, Lauren Freeberg calls me up, and she's like, hey, um, so pretty much, um, I am running this festival, Uh, it's in Italy, this time around, and we have five artists, and we need a drummer for the house band that will play for all five artists. Um, In their time, 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., in Italian time, which there are like seven hours difference. And they're like, there's about 68 songs and we're rehearsing back in Nashville in two weeks. Can you do it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so that's kind of how I spent the rest of my trip here. Um, A friend of mine lent me um, his equipment and I started drumming away and, and like just I don't know how many hours each day it was after that. My parents were like, "Well, there goes all of our time to spend with you. We're learning these songs." But yeah. And it was incredible when we got there. The food, the wine. I mean, it was all so very good. The hospitality too, the people who, you know, ran this festival and you know, they have plans of continuing on with It was the first annual actually.
0: So you might do this again.
1: I I might. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if they, uh, you know, call me back and all that. But that was incredible.
0: Well, it's, it sounds what like you're experience. really good under pressure because two weeks for that, and then you've got the Penny Lane band thing, the, the movie. Score, I, I mean, don't know. I, I really <laughs> yeah. You must work well under pressure.
1: Uh, maybe something I remember being in like grade school during like conferences. Um, I don't know what. Maybe it was fourth grade. I don't quite remember. But I remember one of the teachers told my parents this, and they told me they said they said that the easy things you don't really do well, you don't really understand. But like the complicated concepts and, and things, you're just you're you're spot on. So I don't know, maybe it was like math or something. like you, like all the things that the majority of the class you know gets like the A's on. Like you you just don't really catch on, but the the harder things they're like you're just like the kind of the opposite. So I can't embrace that, you know, the opposite.
0: We, we got a great question here from uh, Brenda. She wants to know, do you play barefoot or is there a is, special pair of shoes that you like? Hold up. Is this
1: Brenda Tim?
0: Close. Brenda Minter. You're off by like three letters.
1: I'm trying to see. I, <laughs> I can't see the the, the, the picture because I did. Um,
0: was well, this a recent conversation that you've you've had?
1: No, no. I played, uh, what was it, the, the Fox Valley... Um, she was in the percussion section with me at the, the tech um, like a year or so ago. Uh, what was. It
0: was do, you, do you play barefoot or is there a special pair of shoes that you like?
1: I, I do not have a special pair of shoes. In fact, um, during the Penny Lane gig, I played in Doc Martens. Uh, Appleton Alliance, last night, I played in Doc Martens. I, um, I, ju- I just make it work, you know. Uh, usually, though, I have um, just the standard vans, the, the checkered vans um those are just you know easy slip-ons but no definitely don't like to play barefoot or in socks or anything usually a a shoe for sure even like in the house
0: that's a good question i mean some people you do see play barefoot and i always wonder how that Mm -mm. feels on the base i know
1: some yeah well it's like what do you do when you're at a venue then like you just gotta rip them off like (laughs) i just feel like that would just maybe not look quite right
0: well, so you've got the, the show coming up later today, which people yes. should check out. Like, Excited. Hide Music, they did a, a great, uh, I don't know what you call it, a vignette or something, a short video featuring you. Um, was it mm-hmm. about a year ago?
1: They did, yeah. We, so there's 75 years of, of being around. Um, let's think now. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, I guess a year when I filmed that. That, that was really special. Um they have had multiple artist features but I guess I was maybe the first or one of the first and they wanted me to kind of you know tell my story but uh I have a special I guess connection to Hyde Music and I talked about it in the video. I um used to take piano lessons there. Um I teach the Rock U camp. I think I've done it for 3 years now. This past time was my third time doing that. And yeah, the hides are just um super great. I also loved seeing George Winston play piano and do events there. So I'm just like, I can't believe that I'm like doing the same thing that you know he was doing at that
0: place. And that's from two to three thirty today. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know where Hyde Music is, it's right on College Avenue. That's right. 30, 308 East College. If you're looking at block numbers. That's right. Is it? it do people need tickets for this? Uh, what, no. They can just show it's up. It's free. And, yep. Wow. People love free, so you have no excuse not to go. No excuses. (laughs) And you said you're going to be playing a mix of Christmas songs and original?
1: Yeah, mostly original. Um, There's the occasional Christmas tune that everyone will enjoy. But I, you know, don't get to play my original music uh, in Nashville uh, as much just on piano. Um, I have done a couple, like, hotel kind of things. But um, here's kind of where I guess most of the following and appreciation is for my piano music specifically so that's kind of why i wanted to do that
0: what's the the next phase in your career are you currently Hmm. looking for i
1: want to i want to keep climbing um higher uh arenas that's that's kind of maybe my next goal in the next um three years is to start playing for artists who you know i guess you know still travel the world and all that but um to reach um higher audiences
0: and hopefully, put out that next release too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Gotta that,
1: find time.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So you're constantly looking for, you know, a gig to play, and, and touring can be kind of off and on, right? You, you might go on a a week tour, a couple days, a month, three months. Who knows? But do you do you find that unpredictability to be something that makes you want to stay in the business? I mean, if it's, if it's continues to stay unpredictable, like if you're going from, you know, touring here and then it doesn't make it hard, I guess, to. to it
1: does. To, it does. Um, because you can't really say yes to, to something. Some was It was my, um my student, my lesson student and, and um his parents. And they're like, well, what's next year look like for you? And I said, I really couldn't tell you. I could tell you what a couple months look like, but piecing that all together is always um, a little complicated because you just, you know, you never know. But, um, you might get the. Might I definitely get a have call. some plans um, with certain artists. Um, I guess that'll all be announced uh, sooner than later.
0: And people should follow you on Facebook. You've got a great they website. They should do that. You, yeah. you do go live uh, quite a bit, which I like. And you'll play. I like when you playing the you're playing, playing the piano. You did one a few days ago where you're playing the drums. Yeah. That's... Which uh, it's. Good Stuff and if people do want to follow you, do you have a specific place that they should go to follow you at?
1: Sure, um, I think Facebook's probably the one I'm most consistent with. Um, if maybe you're part of the younger crowd and you have Instagram still, I post on my story there. The handle on both would be Jenna Kapitsky Music, and then my website, jennakapitsky.com, is kind of just a little bit more about me. Has my resumes on there if anyone needs to hire me um, for um, something. Um, you know, my bio, more photos and stuff. Just kind of everything in one place.
0: I just threw your website up there so people oh, nice. can, can check it out. But Nice. Jen, I want to thank you for... Joining us here again on Fox City's Court. Well,
1: thanks for yeah, having me again.
0: It's uh, really great to see you again. I know that we tried to meet up last February in Nashville, but that didn't work out. But it, it's great to see you. And it, oh, I yeah, love it when sure. you come to like the that. area. Hopefully, you're back through here with like a touring act playing at Arena. Oh, yeah. Any parting words?
1: Any parting words? Um, don't drink day old coffee.